So this morning, our message comes from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, his first letter to the Corinthians, um, chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. For the message about the cross, Paul writes, is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. And God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. What is Paul saying to us here? The, the message of the cross seems like silliness to those who are bent on their own destruction. But for those of us who are on that narrow way of salvation, for those of us who are following in the pathways and will of God, the message of the cross makes perfect sense. This is the way that God works. And, and as it turns out, he works most powerfully in doing things in the opposite of what the worldview might suggest. Paul quotes a scripture. I'll turn conventional wisdom on its head the message, I love the message version of this. I'll expose so-called experts as crackpots. How many examples have you seen this past 12 months of so-called experts being shown to be foolish? The message version goes on after that quote. It says, so where can you find someone truly wise, truly educated, truly intelligent in this day and age? Hasn't God exposed it all as pretentious nonsense? 
Since the world in all its fancy wisdom never had a clue when it came to knowing God, God in his wisdom took delight in using what the world considered dumb preaching to bring those who trust him into the way of salvation. While Jews clamor for miraculous demonstrations and Greeks go in for philosophical wisdom, we go right on proclaiming Christ the crucified. Jews treat this as an anti-miracle and Greeks pass it off as absurd. But to us who are personally called by God himself, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is God's ultimate miracle and wisdom all wrapped up into one. That's a great description of Jesus, isn't it? God's ultimate miracle and wisdom all wrapped into one. Human wisdom is so tiny, so impotent next to the seeming absurdity of God. Human strength can't begin to compete with God's weakness. Nothing on earth could ever approach the power and wisdom of God. And so Paul reminds us that we need to take a good look at who we are, who we were when we got called into this life of sanctification. Who were you before you knew Jesus? It's important for us to get the perspective here on whether we are of the worldview or whether we are of the Christ view, because they're not. Equal. We, we tend to have this misconception sometimes that the powers of evil are somehow balanced and equal to the powers of God. That's not true. While they're in opposition, the power of God is so much greater than the power of Satan. Never mistake that there are these two equal powers out there in the universe. Lucifer was created by God. There's, there's that old joke where God and Lucifer are having a discussion and God says, look at what all I have created. Look, I, I created humans out of the dust of the ground. And Satan says, I can do that. And so Satan reaches down to the ground and God goes, uh-uh, make your own dirt. In other words, there's nothing as powerful as God. Nothing as powerful, nothing as wise as God. Paul tells us, and we have to believe him, that plain preaching of a crucified Jesus is more powerful than all of the fancy oratory and philosophy of the secular humanist world there are different effects of this plain biblical teaching to those who are perishing in other words those who don't belong to Christ biblical preaching is foolishness and because it's foolishness you won't find any of them reading scripture you won't find them at Bible study on Wednesday night you won't certainly won't find them at church on Sunday morning to our Jewish Brothers and sisters, preaching Christ crucified is a stumbling block to them because they refuse to accept Jesus as Messiah. They can't get over the fact that Jesus was not the earthly king that they hoped he would be. 
And then to the Greeks, the Gentiles, preaching Christ crucified is foolishness because the story of a crucified Savior doesn't fit the worldview narrative. Think about it. It, it. it isn't a story that's eloquently told by philosophers and men of stature, is it? No, it's told by fishermen and IRS people and carpenters and the working class. And so those who are intent on receiving their truth from lofty men of, of great repute, this isn't their story. This isn't the story for them. It doesn't suit their desire to have their ears tickled and their vanity humored. And so they scorn and they mock those who preach Christ crucified. And they say, what hope can we have in one who couldn't even save himself? But to those of us who are called, to those of us who are sanctified, to those of us who receive the gospel message, to those of us who are enlightened by the Holy Spirit, the preaching of Christ crucified is the power and the wisdom of God. We've, what we have in that story is the triumph of the cross over the so-called wisdom of mankind. All the learned wisdom of the world, the human knowledge that's so valued by secular society and academia, all of that wisdom is confounded, baffled, eclipsed by the Christian revelation of this glorious triumph of the cross of Christ. They don't understand it, so they mock it and they scorn it. One of my favorite biblical commentaries is uh, one by Matthew Henry. It's, it's called The Complete and Unabridged Commentary on the Whole Bible. And on this particular passage in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he has a couple of points that I think would help us to understand this power and wisdom of God. His first point is the thing preached the power and wisdom of God, the thing preached, Christ crucified, was foolishness in the eyes of the worldly wise men because the Christian life is lived through one who died. Our being blessed by one who was made a curse. Our being justified by one who was himself condemned. It was all folly to them. It was inconsistent to mankind who are blinded with self-interest, self-conceit, wedded to their own prejudices and biases and, and boasting in discoveries of their own reason and their own philosophy. See, this thing just didn't fit in their worldview, this message of Christ redeeming mankind. The second point he makes is the manner of preaching the gospel, he says, was foolish because none of the famous 
men for wisdom or eloquence were the people who were called upon to plant the church and to spread the gospel. In their eyes, if it didn't come from some well-renowned philosopher, well, it just didn't have any credibility. And so, because it was a few fishermen who were called out and sent on this, this gospel-spreading errand, these were commissioned to disciple the nations, these simple fishermen. They were the vessels that were chosen to convey the treasure of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ to the world. In the minds of men, there was nothing in these people at first view that looked grand or august enough to come from God. And so these pretenders to learning and wisdom despise the doctrine for the sake of those who dispensed it. In other words, they didn't believe it because it didn't come from anyone in their eyes that was credible. Those two reasons are why the world tends to reject the gospel. Likewise, your testimony, your personal testimony if you don't have PhD after your name or you don't have some kind of doctorate, nobody wants to listen to you out there in the world. That's not your fault. That's on them. Your responsibility is just to bring the message. And if you bring the message through your own testimony, so much the better. The Holy Spirit will use that and work on those who have not willfully shut their hearts and minds to it. And so what does this all mean to us here in this sanctuary and there on the, on the live stream? When we assemble for worship, when we sing a powerful hymn whose words move you to your core, when the preacher's sermon, God willing, seems to be directed straight to you personally. When you read a verse of scripture and a light comes on in your head and suddenly the meaning is unlocked for you and you know in your heart that that verse was placed there just for you and for your circumstances. When we meet around the table at Bible study and the Bible is revealed to you as we discuss its practical value to your life, this is not foolishness to you. This is not foolishness to those who believe. On the contrary, this is the power and wisdom of God pouring out on you, building you up, lifting you up out of your circumstances, moving you forward into the hope and the future that God's word promises you. And so while some may mock and find the gospel foolish, you have been blessed to see through clear eyes that the power and wisdom of God is found in his word. It's placed there for his glory. And here's the part for your highest good. Can you imagine the power and wisdom of God placed in his word to elevate you out of the human condition, out of whatever your circumstances are, 
to build you up into Christ's likeness so that by believing in him, by acknowledging the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you as a believer, you might be saved and glorified to live out your eternity with him. The power and wisdom of God available to you right now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.